Hey listeners, this is just a quick message from Cal to say that I'm aware there are some audio issues in the podcast this time uh, on my side rather than Scott's. It was technical error that seemed to happen when I was recording and I've not been able to fix it in post, so it's not too bad. It just gets a little bit crackly if I get a little bit louder during the recording, so apologies for that, but I hope you like the podcast anyway. When I was up at half ten, I was like, I've got time to shower. I neglected to realise <laughs> that it would take me probably 20 minutes just to get all the audio settings right again. Audio, what, what audio settings you have to set? I know, i just got to start it up. I've got to, um, that doesn't take very long, but I've just got to get into Audacity, <laughs> get it to output on the right uh, speaker channel. Yeah. just a while. Sure, uh, okay, sure. I, I, t- you also t- have me to longer. get dressed. I also have to get dressed um, as far as apparently you need to get dressed for a podcast. Look, I've... Couldn't do a podcast naked, could I? I've got a leather. I've, <laughs> I've got a leather seat that would be very uncomfortable in this weather. Yeah. <laughs> if it was cloth, I wouldn't have such a problem with it. Do you have an SSD for your computer? Uh, yes, I do. I was thinking about getting one. Uh, how quickly does it start up? I would say it makes a lot of difference to have to boot from an SSD. How long does it take you to boot? Um, like seconds. Okay, so you really have no excuse of being twenty minutes late. Uh, well. I don't know. I had a few Is things what you're to saying. do. I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the Nerd on the Geek podcast with me, Kyle right, and everybody's late friend, Scott. Hey, uh, he's, sorry he's, to he's, be he's late. Not, he's, not, he's not a late friend. He's, he's still alive. He's <laughs> just late to the podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. But it'll be right on time for you because you, you decide, you, the audience, get to decide <laughs> when you listen to this, how you want, where you want, uh, where, but we have to record. Did you did you have an intro that you wanted to do? By the way, yeah. Well, no, look, done, okay, look. This anyway. I'm I'm mad, Cal. I'm I'm quite mad because okay. it turns out that someone has been selling gamer girl bathwater. Oh and- fuck! I've, I've tried to avoid this, <laughs> and I could have been making that money. We could be making that money. <laughs> here's what we're gonna do, listeners. Here's what we're gonna do. Nerd and or geek bathwater. Cal and I will get in the bath like we used to together. <laughs> And we'll have a splash around. We'll go, ooh, ooh, ooh. Jesus, are we filming this? <laughs> and then, well, well, we'll do an audio feed. And then okay. we'll bottle up the bathwater. We'll get it nice and dirty. And then Fucking we'll bottle it up and send it to you. What? Low, low price, get... 59.99. That's cheap. <laughs> but, but considering what we're putting ourselves through, I think that's pretty cheap. Um, how, many, how, many, how many cups do you reckon we could sell for from one bath? Uh, quite a few. All right, they're going to be 250 mil cups. A bath holds like what? 100 litres? I don't know how much a bath holds. How much water does a. Oh, bath but I'm hold. neglecting the volume of a human body. Uh, two oh, human shit, bodies. Yeah. Two human bodies. We'll get a jacuzzi. We'll do it in a jacuzzi. Uh, the average bath. It might hold up to a hundred. A tub holds about eighty gallons of water, but if it's an extra deep tub, it might hold might hold up to hundred and ten gallons. We'll do so it. Switch. We'll do it in gallons. the in the jacuzzi that we have in the nerd and or geek office. <laughs> <laughs> eighty gallons in milliliters. 
is no, 302,833 <laughs> milliliters. So if we have 302,833 divided by, what do we say, 250? Yeah. That would get us 1,211.33. Yeah, but you're, you're neglecting the volume of two human bodies in there. It's after the fact that we're going to... Oh, okay. This is after the fact. Okay, so 1,211 times... Uh, what did you say? 59.99? You're selling it for? 59.99. 59.99. Yeah. 59.99. We're going to make 72k from this, Scott. Mm, that's Provided right. Provided we sell all 1,211. And, <laughs> and look, limited time offer. If you give me an extra 20 quid, I'll come over and piss in your mouth. <laughs> How about that? This podcast is not suitable for children. If you're listening with children, this is a very uh, now. This is a very adult-only <laughs> Con- content warning. Piss in mouth. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. and well, tell, not- wait, wait. T- okay, tell me where this gamer girl bathwater stuff came from because there's- I've I've seen memes of it. I don't know where it originated there, from, but there's it seems a weird. Snapchatter. Not not a streamer. It's a Snapchatter uh, called. What does that even mean? Wait, how do you be a Snapchatter? She's just she just has her own Snapchat that she posts pics on. I guess sexy pics or gaming pics, probably both. And men, <laughs> sexy uh, gaming pics. Men give her money to to do that to access to her Snapchats. She's called Belle <laughs> Delphine, and uh, she's starting. Maybe to don't s- look her up. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, because she's she. It's not, it's, um, I guess it's borderline not safe. I'm looking at images now, because I guess this is, um... <laughs> I'm glad you've got clothes on, actually. I've changed my mind. <laughs> uh, because this is for, she does this, she doesn't have to do real porn. But she Wait, is... what? Because this is, like, softcore, like... Yeah. Don't, I'm not gonna give you a naked picture of me on my Snapchat, but you can drink my bathwater. <laughs> uh, she just started selling her bathwater to, said to, the bishop. to uh, yeah, her bathwater to, to men on her Snapchat. I assume men. Um, I don't know if uh, so wait, wait, if any so... women bought it. Okay, I'm not kink shaming or anything. <laughs> no, a uh, good honor. She's, what? She, good, look, if she can, if that's for grift, if she's making money from, if no, sad yeah, yeah, all, men all will the buy power to her, whatever. But where, where do you decide? I know, I'm gonna sell my bath water, and and people buying that. What are they gonna do with it? Uh, I know, drink it. It's not like a bath bomb you buy from Lush. You just put it in with your water and it changes it for you. Use it It's to, just water. They're going to use it to bank with. Obviously. What, they're going to sprinkle it over? What, they, the f- what, yeah, what are gonna, they doing? They're just going to kind of put their dick in it and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> part, part of this water touched Belle Delphine. Oh, touched a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Allegedly. There's no proof. Allegedly. Yeah, there's no it proof. Could just be, it was actually you know that, her bath water. You know that Only Fools and Horses episode? Yes. Where they um, start Beckham selling Springs. Beckham Springs water, but it's just the water from their tap. That's yeah. what this is. Game of Girl bath water. It's from the tap, Del. Yeah. <laughs> Rodders, I've got a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> this time next year, we'll be millionaires yeah. <laughs> with our game of girl bar for All right. Okay, a idea, B- BBC, and horses, yeah, modern, modern <laughs> series. Only, but with modern, with modern grifts, yeah. <laughs> Same actors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, um... Shit. Okay, this is this has been a start to this podcast. Scott, how are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really good. 
I'm actually yeah. I've, had a, I've had a great couple of weeks. Did you, did you buy uh, the bathwater? Is that, I, that I did buy. Yeah, did I'm you on, drink the bathwater? I'm, I'm on bathwater. That's why. Don't drink the bathwater. <laughs> uh, okay, good. What have you What have you done in your two weeks? Okay, so I've yeah, had a really good work for a couple of weeks. I went to Reading. I did some archival work at the BBC Written Record Archives. That was nice. really really good. Uh, very a lot of stuff done. I feel like I've got a good direction on my PhD to move forward. Enjoyed that, and then also I've just been having it's just been a fun time. I've, I've I just feel very positive about where things are going in my life right now. Okay, that's good. Is that is that all right? Is that allowed? Yeah, it's just, it's just <laughs> okay. So I, I, in the past two weeks, you've gone to Reading, you've got, done some done some research stuff. And then the rest of it has just been a fun time. It's, you just feel you just felt positive for a week. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, I've been, um, yeah, and just working the week away, um, doing some RPGs, uh, playing some video games. Um, yeah, it's been just what, the work's been good. And that what makes games me feel have good. you been playing? I've been playing more Stellaris. I've been playing some pen and paper RPGs. I've been playing um, a bit of Mario Maker too. Give me, give me some updates on your Stellaris and pen and paper properties. Are you rolling dice or playing with... Oh, no, sorry. That's just a coin I'm playing with by the side of my... <laughs> okay. could, could you hear that? I'm sorry. <laughs> give me some updates on your games. <laughs> what's, what's, what's going on with them? Oh, my God. Uh, Stellaris is fun. Uh, I've tried to um, make a, like... I've, the first few games, I was very warlike, and I was going out and conquering people. And that was fine, but I tried to make a peaceful civilization and tech my way to victory. And that's been quite fun. One game was like bugged out on me. I think there's like a memory error and it just like crashed. Just um the game in a certain day of like in a certain game year was just crash. And I think oh. looking at the error logs, it's trying to access an area of memory that it's not supposed to. I don't know why the game does that. That's weird. That's just I think a bug in Stellaris maybe. Uh, you should you should report that to them. Yeah, I think people know about it. I don't know what literally unplayable. Yeah, that can, that particular species, that particular game has kind of gone. I'm afraid. Is it is it that is it that type of game? So can you replicate that by doing a certain thing every single time? Um, only in that save file. I oh, don't know what I don't know what it is about. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not the whole game. It's not the whole game. It's only in that save file. I don't know what it is about that particular setup that makes the game liable to like get in a memory error like that. Uh, but uh, as far as I know, there's not really a solution for it. Um, Sounds. Sounds bad, but bit annoying. Bad. Bit annoying. Um, yeah, that's kind of. But the, the, the other game I've I started another game with the same species, obviously different random setup, but we've surpassed where it was crashing in the previous save file. So I don't know. It's not like every single game when I get to that year it will crash. Is that particular save file is weird for some reason? That's never getting fixed. Uh, probably not. There's no. no way they could do that. Cool. Uh, how about um, your pen and paper stuff? What's going on with it's those? It's good. I'm running. Cthulhu's doing well. The player, it's the most trusting game of Call of Cthulhu I've ever played because I remember when I ran this campaign before, uh, there's one particular like guy in it who's, he's obviously, he's a villain and he's yeah. like, he's like a respectable, like English, like art historian, but obviously he's, he's meant to have a dark secret. And the first time, like years and years ago, I ran it with one group of players. They were instantly like, all right, this guy is bad. We've got to find out more about Or like, this guy's definitely got something going on. We've got to investigate more. Whereas this group of players were like, went to visit him and he was like, I don't know anything about the murder of your friend. And they were like, oh, checks out. 
He doesn't know anything. <laughs> uh, let's just go follow some other. If it, they've been really trusting with all the. Um... You have to suddenly just throw out all of your all of your prepared yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, basically, I'm like, I've got to make these people more overtly villainous, I guess, <laughs> to like make up for the fact that they're meeting these people and they're like, yeah, seems fine. Just like a nice art historian. These these people playing this game would get into a stranger's van if the stranger was like, oh, I've got some things in here, that van that you want. Like, not even specific things, just, oh, I've got some things in here, do you want to get in? They'd be like, yeah. yeah they're, not, they're not even particularly inexperienced players. Like, when you play Call of Cthulhu a lot, you get to realise that, you know, you, you've got to investigate things. But You can't trust anyone in that game. You can't trust anyone. Yeah, you played that with me. Yeah. Played, we used to play it loads. Um, yeah, you can't trust anyone, but they, they've just been really trusting. I guess I'll have to make them pay for it. I'll just have to... Yeah, make them die. Or yeah, make probably them injured or something. Yeah, great. I wish uh, I had some more trusting players in in my. Oh um, yeah, how's the going? It's going really well. I got in character upset and only a little bit out of character. Upset, <laughs> yeah, uh, in a thing that that happened. Um, so we're entering these these mines and we come across this large group of spiders protecting their eggs, and so obviously these spiders have attacked us, so we're fighting them off. But my character as a bard has a spell which lets them speak to beasts. So I start speaking to these spiders and I discover that they're only sort of defending their eggs and trying to get food because they're in these this area where they can't really get food or anything and, and they're worried about where they can be. So I managed to try and convince these spiders to back off a little bit. And obviously I'm the only one who can understand what's, what's going on here. But I say to my party, guys, we can stop fighting them. We've already killed two of them. There's three left. They're going to back down. As long as we help them, like get safety and food, and I was really proud of myself. For, I'd, I'd been spending about half an hour talking to this spider while everyone else was fighting, and they didn't do that. They had none of it, so they had the option of we could stop fighting these spiders and we'd be fine. And they, all we need to do is help them, and they would in return help us find what we're looking for in this mine. And then my party would just sort of like, "Nah, we'll kill them," oh, and then just fucking man, kill all the sometimes. spiders. Yeah, and I was, I was. <laughs> A little bit annoyed. Um, <laughs> mostly in character, only a little bit out of character was, was I annoyed. But then I thought, okay, as a promise that I made to, to protect these, this, these spiders who are all now dead and find them home, I want us to leave the egg sacs unharmed so that I can come back and just sort of like get them to safety somewhere later on. Nope. <laughs> they burnt all the egg sacs. Oh, no. Potentially, oh, no. purposely to spite me. <laughs> um, I should mention that my character, when sober, is sort of like lawful neutral, but when he's drunk, he's chaotic neutral. So I see. I probably deserved some of this because in previous games I have done some shitty things as well. Um, when drunk, because I like to actually roleplay my character and do what I think that character would do in any given moment. Um, I think. The others aren't quite as roleplay as me. <laughs> so they'll do what they think is going to be fun in that moment rather than what they think their characters would necessarily do. And sometimes what what's fun to them is what's going to annoy Callum. Yeah, sure. I understand that. I can support that. But, <laughs> but that's, that's how I tend to play these games as well. So I get it. Um, that's why I was mo- only a little bit annoyed out of character. But it was fun. It was a lot, um, that, that game's going really well. Uh, we had a side mission like last week because or sorry this week because one of our people weren't there so uh it was a side mission about these two gnomes and a goliath who were trying to escape from hell and that was pretty fun Uh, at one point i was i had i was the goliath and at one point i had both gnomes in my hands as they were 
shooting spells. Uh, it was like it was like little gnome guns that I was holding, and that was a lot of fun as I was running out of health. But that was that was good. So those those are going well. What have I been playing? I've still been playing Final Fantasy fourteen, which is just oh, it's so good. I think I messaged you like twice a week saying this game is so sad. Yeah, because it is the most depressing stuff. It's just some side quest. I'm doing I'm doing every side quest in it, so I'm not just like mainline the story. I'm about I'm about two about two about maybe like a third, just over a third of the way through after playing it for a few weeks, a couple of weeks now, and it's just so good. There was one side quest. Um, there's, there's like this whole area that's based around fairy tales. Like you, you help these fairies out, and this fairy is worried because their friend has gone to this little hut that's forbidden for the fairies, and fairies that go there tend to disappear. So they ask you to go look for this fairy, and you get there, and there's just this beaver, like this weird beaver creature, and it's like you don't understand what it's saying, but you get the feeling that it wants some milk. So you go back to the fairy that sent you over there, and you're like, oh, there's this beaver there. I couldn't find the fairy that you're on about. And she's like, oh my god, whoever sees the beaver disappears. And um, I need to go send another friend there to go have a look. So they send the other friend, and they don't return for a little while. So you go back to, to look at some other friend, and then there's two beavers. And one of them still wants some milk, and the other one's like, oh, I want my friends here. You go back, and then the final fairy's like, oh my god, what have I done? I've caused this. Crying. You runs off to the, to the beavers. You run back to finally complete the quest where, where the beavers were, and there's three of them there. One of them still wants some milk. The other one um, is uh, wants their, all of their friends there, but the third one is finally happy because they're together with their friends and tells you not to worry. And it's just like the darkest shit in this really nice like fairy tale universe. And it's really cool that they've like got this this darker, sadder stuff there in between all of the um, all of the sort of heroics and things. But it's it's overall just quite a a darkened sad story but i'm loving it good that's my that's my final well, fantasy 14 update what a oh, game i've started watching stranger things 3 that's oh, a you, nerd and that? geek I'm, program i've got one more episode left to watch oh uh, okay what do, you, what do you think um all right so you may well know that when i get into a show when i like the characters and the actors i usually get to a point where i just really like seeing the characters hanging out and being friends yeah, that's the best part of any show. So, like the the in between bit, yeah. the actual story, are the best bits. I mean, we did this with Dragon Ball as well. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, so it's kind of like I really like the bits of the beginning where they're just kind of be hanging out, <laughs> but and in that context, the plot is kind of an unwelcome intrusion into, <laughs> into this yeah. thing I was enjoying. Uh, if they'd made Stranger Things three a high school light drama with no uh, supernatural elements at all, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> I sort of agree. I mean, I think the show's really good anyway. Like, I'm really enjoying the, the supernatural elements. How, how far into it are you? Uh, I'm halfway. I've got, I've, I'm at the end okay. of episode four. I'm not gonna I'm not going to spoil anything, but I really like some of the supernatural elements and some of the places they go with it. But I also fully agree that I wish that sometimes you could just see the characters being themselves without having to worry about all this shit. I'm mm. just like, I just want them all to be happy. Can they not just all be happy and have a nice time for a bit? We yeah, that'd be four nice. Four episodes of them having a nice time, and then the back half four episodes be like, okay, there's all this shit going on. I did get to the end of episode four, and I was like, oh, wow, am I halfway through? Like, it doesn't feel like much has happened. Yeah, it it does feel a bit like that. Um, but at the same time, I think at, at one point, or like I think shortly after where you are now, there's like three different things going on at once. Like, because you've got the, all the characters are separated. It might even be four different things going on at once. 
but like for the characters are all separated, so you have minor <coughs> uh, mi- minor developments for each of those four things per episode. So I think that's why ultimately it feels like less is going on because you'd only get in minor developments of everything. Yeah, to fit everything in. And I'm not sure if that's because that's where they wanted the story to go, or whether they had to base the story around that because of scheduling conflicts. Yeah, potentially. Uh, what else? Um, oh, and it, I feel like the the world of Stranger Things it it gets a bit more cartoony every uh, every season because because I, I think this season and you're not there yet, but this season goes to some fucking gross dark. But places. I mean, I mean by not necessarily like light hearted, but I just mean like. In this season, like it's you've got a like secret underground base in a in under a mall with oh spoilers I guess secret underground base under a mall with armed secure like not like armed with pistols but like security cars armed with like right like automatic rifles yeah. taking these deliveries. You've got like Hopper like beats up the mayor like with no regard for consequences. You it just feels like. It gets very pulpy, like the characters. Is that because that's what it's aping? Like each each yeah, series maybe. seems to be aping like a different thing. So like the first one was well, very end of the seventies, right? And then this one, obviously, you're you're very strongly into the eighties stuff. So Hopper obviously uh, wears that sort of Miami Vice uh, type shirt, and he goes yeah, he goes I, very sort of Miami Vice. I guess. Um, I mean, I would say like the first one isn't that seventies. It's still quite like uh, like eighties. Yeah, just, I think I think it's, it's at the very start. It's like the, fir- the first one is like is like eighty two, but like the first one is like it's a fantastical adventure because you've got like you know monsters and like psychic powers and whatever. But it's like it's quite grounded in the world of these four kids, and it the feels first two are the Goonies. Yeah, uh, you know, Hawkins, the first two are Hawkins, very much like the Haw- Goonies. Hawkins, Indiana feels a bit like a real place uh, yeah. with stuff going on, and two is. They they have that a bit still, but then you've got like Eleven meets the X Men and like yes. stuff, and a massive you know it's not just like you've got like the secret the underground government facility or like the government facility, but and that kind of makes it's a bit more heightened. And then this one, it's like secret Soviet labs, Russian yeah. spies. Um, in a also very at times, at, I don't know if you're there yet, but at times this sh- series three is literally the Terminator. As in, like, shot yeah. for shot, the Terminator. Yeah, and it's like, we're going to have um, putting, like, the, these characters put themselves in, like, absurd amounts of danger that you... I mean, I know they've been through a lot at this point, but, <laughs> you know, um, and stuff like that. It's just, um, yeah, it, it the world feels a bit more... It, Hawkins, Indiana doesn't feel like such a real place anymore. It feels like this I could setting see. that plays host to these absurd events. Um, yeah. So yeah, it just feels a bit less grounded, a bit less, uh, yeah, a bit less tied to the to the real world. I could see that, especially because we're seeing these. We we essentially takes place in parts of Hawkins that we haven't really seen before as well. So yeah. it, it does feel a bit. It does feel very different. And, to the and, and from that, and from that perspective, like the geography of a town gets a bit mixed up because yeah. now it's like it's switching back and forth between these places so much. Um, yeah, it's hard because with the first two series, it was very much like they were biking around these this like like a triangle of 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 land. Um, whereas now it's very much, I don't know. It's it's there's bits later on where the characters have to get from one place to another, and it's, they focus on other characters while they while the first lot of characters are doing that. So you don't really see them traveling so much. It, they're sort of just there. Yeah, the, the, the cast the cast has ballooned in size as well. Um, yes, it which has. is a lot which of- is. 
I think uh, it's which a I like. Job of no, because I, I like all I like all the actors and all the characters. They're yeah. all there's there, there's never a point where I'm like, oh, not this section. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, which could like, easily happen. But I like them all. It's just it's lost a bit of focus. And I mean, that happened in Game of Thrones, didn't it? Where there were there were yeah, it did, Game of it did happen in Game of Like, oh god, not these it, guys. It, it did these it did happen in Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I just feel like maybe uh, as you said, I'm at the point now where they're all together. So. Maybe the plot will take on a bit more momentum. It has felt like they had to put a lot of effort in to getting all these characters into the same place. Which is weird, considering they're literally all in the same place. So, some, char- <laughs> some characters have literally just not been on screen together. The entire... Like, Nancy and Jonathan, by the end of episode 4, have not shared any screen time with any other, other characters. Yeah, um, even though they're in the same town. Even, yeah. Nancy lives with some of these characters. Yeah, exactly. And... Um, and and Steve and Dustin like having their own little adventure. I mean, I, I guess. That. Oh yeah, I do love Steve and Dustin's like friendship is the best like best yeah. development of the season. But I do. I mean, I guess um one of the, one of the themes they're trying to pull is like they're separate. Like, the friendship is kind of fracturing a bit. But then obviously they'll come back together. But didn't they do that last season as well? I think it was a different reason for last season. So last season it was more because there was this extra bit in the friendship group which was causing them to fracture a little bit so l obviously had taken on a bigger role within the friendship group after be- becoming friends in the first season and so there was some jealousy there whereas this season it's more about them growing up and causing fractures that way so i think it's different mm. like friendship groups get fractures all the time i mean everyone knows that but i, I mean this is basically that this show is not too dissimilar from our own teenage lives yeah i mean i i remember that time we fought that giant creature including the monsters yeah especially yeah. the monsters uh, Especially the monsters. How would you make a British Game of Thrones? Uh, not Game of Thrones, a British uh, Stranger <laughs> I Things. I already did. <laughs> um, uh, a British Stranger Things. Uh, they'd obviously, instead of Dungeons and Dragons, they're all playing Warhammer because it's the 80s. Yeah, it's the 80s and it's Britain. Um, you would have to set it again in sort of like a, a rural town. It, you no, couldn't set it in no, a big town. It's in a really English It's in a really depressed industrial, post industrial town. Oh shit! Like, like, it's, like, like it's Swindon like, or like it, Slough or something. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like I was thinking more like miners, like northern miners. Oh, okay, yeah, you could like. You, oh it's, shit! It's like miner strikes. Yeah, you could. Do and there's a creature in the mi- there's a creature in the mines. I think Doctor Who does this five times a season. <laughs> Evil Thatcher has got her like creature in the mines. Yes. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. That's literally the pun. Moving the on of the of the title of that show, but whatever. <laughs> I've just repeated the pun. Um, Mario Maker. Yeah. Wait one sec before you say oh. that. I'm just going to blow my nose. Before I say Mario Maker. Uh, before you go on to the next segment. Okay, blow your nose. Do it out of the microphone. Lis- listeners, if you hear Scott blow his nose, I'm sorry. You left the room. All right. All right. Wait. <laughs> Did you leave Listeners, the room to do that? Um, the sound file of me blowing my nose will be a Patreon exclusive. Uh, it'll be, or, or if you buy the bathwater, it'll be it. a little code included with the bottle that you're sent. Oh god, he's he's doing it now. You're not. <laughs> this is disgusting. Sorry. You're not out of the microphone range. I'm I'm facing away from it. It's not as loud as it would be. Most professional podcast, 2K19. Oh, uh, look, you have to edit that out. I'm not editing that out. Why? This is the real deal. It's a Patreon exclusive. No, listeners get the real deal here. They get, <laughs> if, if you're oh, listening no. to this podcast, you get the full thing. 
I thought you were going to record it separately, but no, you just did it while this was ongoing. So sorry. I mean, if if I was to edit that out, you'd miss my great commentary of you blowing your nose. All right. What were you saying about Mario Maker Two? Pretty good game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all <laughs> right. Playing, I've, been play, I've been playing more of it. Um, no, that's that's a that's a fun game. I've made three levels now, and I'm pretty proud of all of them. They they are my children. Um, each of them have only been completed a handful of times. It's a lot easier to make hard levels than it is to make easy levels. Is what I've come to realize. Like there was one level I started making, the the slopes one, my very first one. Yeah, the one I completed. The one you completed that I initially didn't intend to be hard. I just wanted it to be like a fun level, and then I just didn't have like it didn't feel exciting or anything. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna make it hard. And that that's been the the process of all of my levels. Like the second one, my wall jumping one. I don't know if you played that yet, but. That again was like, okay, wouldn't it be fun if you had to wall jump up the top to the level? Like you, you could only get up there by wall jumping, and that was fine. But then I was like, okay, but what's the challenge going to be? And the challenge isn't uh, wall jumping alone isn't enough of a challenge because once you've done it once, you you've done it, you know. So again, I had to make it hard. And then my third one is just an asshole a level where I purposely went into that wanted to make it hard. Um, All right. And it took me. Uh, two are you days going to? to are you it. going to stream? Uh, don't wake Wiggler. So Scott's also Express. made a level with his friends. Um, Called Wiggler Express tomorrow. Although when I say tomorrow, it'll, I'll be streaming it before this podcast goes up. So yeah, sure. Go check it out on YouTube, which I'll make sure I upload it on there as well. Cool. Uh, yeah. So you've obviously made a level where the goal is to. Uh, get you're you're on it. you're on a moving platform. Uh, there's a Wiggler on it as well, uh, and you have to st- obviously stay on the platform and get to the end while all sorts of obstacles, Wiggler themed obstacles, come at you. I've tried it a little bit. Like I played it for about half an hour on lunch the other day, and I could not make it past the second section. Uh, so I think that's gonna be fun to stream for an hour tomorrow. I'm not doing more than an hour because I will destroy my switch. I see. You will not see it again. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. I'll give that a go. In terms of playing the game, I think so. There's a lot of levels which are which are quite cool. I like doing the endless run, but I think endless run the endless run because of how many levels there are, it encourages you to skip some of them if like. Because you have limited amount of lives, if I die, say, twice on a level, I'm like, fuck it, I'm skipping it. You know, I don't want... It doesn't encourage me to keep trying this level. So that's a bit... I wish there was an endless running mode where you didn't have lives. You could just keep going. Because if you die on a level, I don't think you can go back to it. So if I wanted to just keep trying these levels that are coming up over and over, I couldn't really go back to them. So you have the choice of either doing endless run and just getting random levels given to you, which you can't just redo over and over. Or you can go search for levels yourself in like the, the list that comes up. And that's fine if you want to see the most popular ones, but means that a lot of levels, it, it's hard for them to get traction to get people out to actually play them. Because half the fun of making the levels is seeing that people have actually played your level. Like I get so much fun out of seeing... Like, my girlfriend has been playing some of my levels and I, I enjoyed watching her play my levels so much. Like, there's a real joy there. And I think that the discovery aspect of Mario Maker 2 keeps you from keeps most people from, from getting that joy. So what I tend to do now is I'll go in, I'll go to new in the list, and just play some levels that no one's touched yet. And just give them a little like. I'll especially play them if I think they've been made by children, because who's going to play those levels otherwise? Yeah, and just give it a little nice. like to give it a little mm. boost, you know. And some of these levels are pretty good. Some of them are really simple and bad, but you know, you can see that someone's at least tried something there. Um, so it's I th- I'm finding that way more interesting than just playing the hardest levels or just having levels randomly given to me. 
Yeah, that's fair. Uh, the discovery in Mario Maker has always been a bit of a problem uh, because usually the levels that get to the top are either like meme levels or they're like super hard levels. Like all, a le- the, le- all the levels made by like popular YouTubers or something. Yeah, or like finding a level that is just like, oh, this is fun and I could see this in a Mario game is really a hard. bit difficult. Yeah. There's no way to really search for that. And it's it's also, you can't search for your own friend's levels. Yeah, like, you can't search by creator. List? Why can't yeah. I search by my friends? Yeah. It's, it's uh, bizarre. They, they tried to do, like, improve the tagging system, but it doesn't seem to have really worked because you can't sort by tags. So you can. You just have to do an advanced search, but that system is so... The system is so clunky getting from screen to screen that I can't be bothered going to advanced search. Like, it, it loads yeah. all the levels... Then if you go to the next screen, it has to reload all the levels. You go to the next screen, it has to reload all the levels. You're looking mm. at maybe like 10 to 20 seconds each time you want to load a new screen, which is just baffling. Nintendo has never been great at making search engines. They should hire someone to do it for them. They should! They should hire someone to do it for the, because them. Because the eShop search function is terrible as well. It is. The eShop is bad. Like it, it was good on the Wii U, if I remember correctly. It was better on the Wii U. It wasn't... Um... As good, it wasn't. So, it wasn't great. Well. I didn't buy a lot of yeah. eShop stuff on the Wii U, but I buy everything on the eShop on Switch. Yeah. Um, but it's what holds this game holds this game back from being truly perfect, like a like a just a brilliant Mario sharing game. The real hard mode on Mario Maker is finding levels. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the super super expert mode. I'm enjoying it though. It is I'm a great game. It's undeniably a great game. Um, the same magic as Mario Maker 1. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still enjoying the story mode. I've not played much more since the mm. last podcast because, you know, been busy with Final Fantasy and stuff. And also Love Island. Me and my girlfriend watch a lot of Love oh, Island. Oh, you're watching Love Island. Do you watch Love Island? I don't, but I'm, I've always wanted to. It is <laughs> a baffling TV show. Um, I don't get why I like it. There's like a new episode every day. It's too much. Every single day apart from Saturday. It's an hour mm. long every day. It's, it's absolutely baffling how it exists. Um, but you get really attached to the people on this show. I, um, it's fine. I don't disdain Love Island. I used to. I very much used to. But then this series, and I've really got hooked because obviously my girlfriend's moved in with me. She's got a TV license. So I've got live TV for the first time in like, wow, s- I don't know, seven years. Um, and so she watches it every day. So I might as well spend some time with her and, and watch that together. And I've got really, yeah, I've got really into it. Um, it's It's definitely bad tv like i don't like it but i also i got attached to some of these people i'd, I'd recommend giving it a look it's, a lot of it's on netflix like the old series oh uh, it's too much to watch it's like an hour a day it's so much it is i, I can't just... i don't have that much time to commit to love Island. I, I, I usually wouldn't either but i play my switch while watching it Cal, i don't have a girlfriend car i can't i i don't have an ex- <laughs> i don't have an excuse to watch an hour of love island a day <laughs> I just play my Switch. That's what I played through Steam World Quest while watching Love Island, mm. and that was a nice excuse to sort of sit down and play Switch games. Because usually I play on my PC when I'm at home, so that's been that's been nice. Um, but Love Island, yeah, that's that's. Well, wasn't there a Persian girl on it this year? How did she fare? I don't know. I don't. Scott, I don't see race. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most white guy thing I've ever said. Um, I don't know. I, I that's think... all I know about this season. Uh, Persian. If if she was Persian, it, they never specified it. Okay. Uh, Persian girl love island. <laughs> Interesting. Um. Oh yeah, Anna. She's still in it. Okay. 
British British Iranian. Yeah. Mm. She's um she's I'm hot and cold with Anna. So like sometimes I'm I'm really liking what Anna does and then other times she's just oh, a dickhead. Search. Anna Love Island. She's she's made some absolutely baffling choices <laughs> with who she's hooked up with. Wait, so what's the um what's the conceit like? Is there like a format of a show? Do they okay. have to like So I can't believe of, we're explaining bunch, Love Island. We're we're doing it. A bunch of models get put in a villa and then they they're trying to find love, I guess. But then also drama happens because uh, and whether that drama is sort of created by the producers or not, you're never really sure. But I mean, some of it definitely is because it's such a stretch that some of these things would happen. But essentially, they're on an they're on in this villa together with the only entertainment they have is each other. Like they've got their phones, but ultimately they're just sat around talking to each other all day, every day for two months. Um, and okay, new, but- new Islanders come and go, and once every week or so, there's a there's a dumpling dumping and a recoupling. See, the Islanders have to couple up with one another. It's male and female. It's all heterosexual. They're, they're the most straight people I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, so they've all got to couple up with one another, and then they share beds and things. And the idea is that they're looking to form relationships. And most of the time, no one really manages to. There's one couple, I think, in there who's in an actual genuine relationship, and everyone else is sort of just... All of their relationships are dissolved into drama, and that's where the TV, like, interesting TV comes from. Okay. Some, sometimes they'll throw new islanders in to like, mix things up and spice things up a little bit, and they'll take some out, and it will go like. Usually at the end, from what I gather, the cast is often quite different to when it started. Like you have a few set people who were there from the very beginning, like Anna is one of them, uh, and then but then other people will like come and go, and it's just full. It's just all drama all the time. I and see. People, people make baffling decisions. Like Anna chose a guy called Jordan over Ovi so she so she is with Jordan they were like, like coupled up and they were just getting to know each other and then all the girls got taken to another villa called Casa Amor and while they're in there they had to um, have they, they, they got to know these other guys and she ended up falling this, for this six, five, six foot seven basketball player called Ovi who's the coolest guy to ever exist ever I love him he's my favourite person in the entire show so she coupled up with him came back to the villa with Ovi and Jordan was single and then while being back in the villa she decided to leave Ovi and get with Jordan, who just sucks. Jordan is so boring and, and childish and and just like his his idea of flirting is just sort of like make a make a sort of flirty comment and then she'll make a, a flirty comment back and he'll be like, and then what happens? And just sort of like that that sort of like fuckboy flirting. And I have no <laughs> idea why she picked him over Ovi, but she made the biggest mistake ever and it infuriated me. Ovi's a, an angel who needs to be protected. Do you want to do a Love Island podcast? An hour next a day. Year, next year we're doing a Love Island podcast, definitely. Lo- every day, daily. We'll do like, a weekly podcast. The, the we'll, six, we'll go the through six the, months. the Love Island of that, of that week. For the six months or whatever that um, Love Island It's, is it's on. on for two months, which okay. is too long for a show to be on, but yes, we'll absolutely do that next year. It's, it's, you've heard it here first. Next year, Callan Scott, Love Island podcast. We'll think of a punny name for it bef- beforehand. We've got a year to come up with one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Love Island. That's my Love Island minutes. I also watched the new Spider Man. Oh, how was it? It was it was good. It was a very spectacular, uh, very effect heavy, and a nice way of going forward in the Marvel universe. But let's say you watched Spider Man Homecoming. Did you watch Spider Man Homecoming? Yeah, I did. You couldn't. Did you watch Endgame? No. You couldn't go watch this film. Okay. Even though this is a sequel to Spider Man Homecoming, if you've not seen Endgame. 
nothing in this film is going to make sense. Why is that? Because it takes place directly after Endgame and assumes you've seen that movie. Like, Endgame does a lot of, like, big stuff to the Marvel Universe. And the problem of having this shared universe is you have to acknowledge it in every film. Especially with the big stuff that happened. And this film pretty much just assumes you... Basically, it says you have to have watched this other thing, otherwise you're not going to understand. And that's my problem with Marvel as a whole, is that they don't have any separate movies anymore. Which is Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep. Spider-Man Far From Home. Yep. Spider-Man 3 Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I want to see it. I want to see it. That'd be good. But no, it was, it was a fun film, provided you've seen all the other Marvel movies, and that's my issue with Marvel as a whole, is they don't have separate films anymore. I think I've gone into that before, but it is an issue. And I really hoped that after Endgame they'd wipe the slate clean, but they still haven't. Why I stopped watching. It, it, I could see why people would stop watching because of that. I mean, they're still making billions of dollars, you know, whatever. But um, it is frustrating sometimes. But I'm invested still, so I'm going to keep watching. I just, I feel for the people who want to just watch a Spider-Man movie and can't. Hopefully they'll make a sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, that'd be great. Best, I hear, I hear the they're making Spi- movie. I hear they're making Spider-Gwen. That'd be good. In, in, the, in the Into the Spider-Verse style? Yeah, yes. Fuck yeah. That's the best Spider-Man movie. It's good. It is the best Spider-Man movie. It's maybe the best superhero movie. Into the Spider-Verse mm. is amazing. Just incredible. Um, I want more of that. I want anything. Should we go on to the news? Is there anything else you want to talk about? Oh, fucking hell. Oh, fucking hell. We haven't done news yet. We're 40 right, minutes go in. <laughs> let's go on to the news. Uh, let's just... Let's, it's, I mean, the news articles this week are a bit... Um, we did Love of, Island. That's news, isn't it? Yeah. We, there's not like... Um, loads to talk about on some of these. I just thought it'd be like important to raise some of this stuff, but let's start with the PlayStation 5. Oh, uh, yeah. Sony says that the PlayStation 5 is a niche product for hardcore players. Uh, to, to this, all I have to say is uh, be careful what you wish for, because yes. you, you might just get it. Yeah, could you imagine if that, that actually happened? They'd be furious. What they're, uh, what they're saying is, basically... Hmm. This comes from gamesindustry.biz that their resources are going to be devoted to AAA system sellers rather than to like smaller indie games, which means to me I have no interest in the PlayStation 5. Yeah, because all the AAA games are fucking shit. They're all the same. They're all ter- they're all microtransaction laden like absolute messes. I think they're more focused and... on the fact that like, they're making another like The Last of Us and you'll be seeing more God of hmm. War, like these these big single player games yeah, is like, where their focus so- is going to be. But they're all so similar to one another that I just sort of get a bit... They're very polished experiences, and sometimes that's less fun than I could just uh, jump in and play a game. I actually read this article, and the (laughs) the, the charitable interpretation that I have is that Sony's trying to compete with PC... Like right. they want to, they want to make this console this very powerful 8K uh, console because um, you know stuff. The, the, the stuff that's being announced on the PS5 is beyond what you'd even find in a high level gaming PC right now. Yeah, absolutely. So they're they're, they're trying to be like, okay, we're going to have a very graphically powerful console. It'll cost more than like a games console. It'll cost six hundred, seven hundred dollars, but it won't be as much as like a three thousand dollar PC. But it will try and compete in that term. And we're going after the PC market because PC's big, um, which I don't think is a, will work. That's what isn't that what they tried to do with the PS3? 
Yeah, kind of. And here's the thing. PC players, one, have already had their PCs. Yeah. Two, generally, like, people who are big into PC gaming like the customizability and the freedom that comes with the PC. Yep. They don't want to be tied down into Sony. I mean, Sony is barely able to make cross-platform play happening. Do you, do you think they're going to be able to offer the level of a freedom that PC players want? Probably also, not. Sony's right. famously, like, tight-fisted over control Absolutely. of their console. Yeah. Also, PC players like to have lots of different experiences to play. Like, they don't just want, like, one set yeah. thing. Um, like, obviously, indie games got their start on PC because of that level of accessibility that anyone could play these games, especially mm. with, like, it being cheaper, like, to make indie games. One person making them. They're not these big powerhouse, graphically intensive games. Or at least they didn't used to be. Sometimes they are now. By focusing solely on triple a games that's not going to be as like interesting to pc players right uh there, there, yeah, there's a bizarre like quote from one of the executives who's like well we're not putting any resources into indie games but we think they'll still release for playstation because the market will be too big to ignore but you just said that you want, you want it to, to be, be niche, niche markets <laughs> yeah it's 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 completely contradictory so, so they're banking on attracting a smaller group of hardcore players who will presumably spend a lot of money on their platform. So they want some whales. They want the micro they, they like, want whales, yeah. Type um, not necessarily, maybe they're not necessarily thinking microtransactions to be charitable. You could be like, well, they'll buy a lot of software. They'll buy a lot of games for the platform. But will, but there won't be a lot of games for the platform because yeah. you're focusing yeah, exclusively you on AAA exclusives. Yeah. I, I don't get this. I how think many, that... How many first-party games has Sony released this year? Uh, one, two. I'm not sure if it's even that. Uh, I'm going to try and find out. Um, Sony PS4 se- releases. Okay, you you go ahead and say. I was going to talk you keep talking while you said. Just... Okay, but essentially they're doing exactly the same as what they did 15 years ago with the PS3. They're releasing this console, which is very like has a very powerful hardware uh, for the price, but nonetheless is too expensive for most players to want to buy. Yeah, so I'm looking up here. In terms of exclusives, most of them are still third-party. Even though they're just coming out for PS4, mm. they're still third-party games. Sony has released Dreams this year. Okay. Remember Dreams? You mean so- Sonic Dreams Oh, no, collection. they also released Days Gone. Do you remember those? Um, I remember the name Days Gone. Dreams is the one made by Media Molecule. It does actually look very cool, but it's more of a okay. creation software than it is like mm. an actual full game. Um, and then oh, Days yeah, Gone I remember is that, that zombie yeah. game. But later but, this year, they're releasing yeah. Death Stranding, and they're releasing. I think that's all of their releases this year. Like, yeah, but I really, I, I really think Sony. They, they, these people never learn. They all oh, have a, as well. They have a. They have a console generation where they do really well and they think they can do anything and they make the exact same mistakes they did before. I just don't get why they'd focus on AAA exclusives. They're, they're releasing three games a year. They can't, they can't focus on that because it's, it's, these games are too big to keep churning they, out. They, they just think... Um, it's, this, like, they certainly seems to have this weird conception that like people will want the hardware and the hardware will sell the console. But look at the Switch. The Switch, is people. Most people don't care about how powerful the hardware is. They just want the games. They want the games to be fun, and they want to be able to do it in like a, just play it in a unique way, right? That's what sells the har- consoles. Now. The hardcore demographic won't save you, Sony. It can't. 
video games are big now. There's hundreds of millions of people out there who aren't don't consider themselves gamers who are want to play have fun experiences. They want to play the they want to play the new FIFA every year. This is gonna flop. Uh, I predict I'm predicting right now it's gonna be an exact replay of a PS3. In that the first like three years that console's out, those three or four years are gonna be a real dead time for it. And then eventually it'll pick up when people find when finally the price drops and people start um picking up the platform. I mean, are we gonna see a load of remasters again? Like is that Maybe. how they're gonna keep is that how they're gonna keep the um the 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 release schedule packed? Who knows? Are we going to see PS4 games running at higher than 30 frames per second release of PS5? Oh, it's Could a re-release be. of Bloodborne, but it actually runs at a decent frame um, right now. Um, not only that, but most people do... Still, most people do not have the uh, TVs, the monitors, the TVs necessary to enjoy 8K resolutions. Most people don't no have monitors necessary. No one has an 8K necessary. TV. No, most people do not have a 4K TV. I got um, a 4K TV this yeah, year. Yeah, I know, but, but, but don't but, use but, it for 4K you, games. And, and but you're quite into like exactly. tech and like games yeah. and stuff. Your average person who just likes playing video games, they probably have a 1080p TV. They probably have HD TV. And that'd I be don't fine th- for them still. That that's fine. I have that. That's fine for me. Uh, I've you know, I don't think they're um, they're really judging the size of the market correctly. Most people do not have the hardware necessary to properly enjoy like the graphical power. That the PS5 appears to have. I think, I mean, that's that's because, of, I mean, the reason a lot of people aren't upgraded to 4K, let alone 8K, is because the content isn't necessarily there for it yet. If the content's not necessarily there. And You've got Netflix more, shows, that's about it. And moreover, most people are satisfied with... DVDs still get sold. People yeah. still buy DVDs. Most people are satisfied with 1080p. Absolutely. As they should um, be, 1080p looks good. Yeah. 1080p is fine. Most people do not care so much about this. I mean, 4K looks really good. Like, you see that, you can see the difference immediately. But I can see why people wouldn't care. Most people don't care. It will only get to the point where 4K is so ubiquitous that it is just the norm and you can't buy anything but a 4K TV. So to be be focusing on 8K as well is just. It's really weird. I feel like, yeah, it it is not going to work out well. Did they take Microsoft's whole most powerful console ever with the Xbox One X to heart and be like, Maybe. well, we're going to do the most powerful console ever for ages, ever. like yeah. ever, ever. Like we're going to make it so powerful that you're not going to need an upgrade midway through. <laughs> Philip, Philip Spencer's there uh, just saying, uh, Philip Spencer. I, well, is that, the, is that his name? He's called Phil Spencer. He <laughs> never goes by Philip. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but as I was saying it, I thought that's not the white supremacist, is it? But no, that's a different, <laughs> that's a different Spencer yeah. uh, with a different name. Uh, Phil Spencer is probably like, I didn't think they'd actually do it. <laughs> well, I didn't think they'd actually take the bait. Yeah, he's, he's tricked them into going like ridiculously niche and powerful. Where Maybe Microsoft it... is now focusing on bringing everyone together. Maybe in Japan this will do well. I don't know what the Japanese market is no, like. No, because they, they don't really buy home consoles anymore. Oh, okay, well... Uh, then I don't know. The Switch has sold more in Japan than PS4 has. Lifetime sales. Mm. Yeah. And it's been uh, in that case, I, I've three got years no, less. I've got no idea. I've got, I, d- I don't know what they're going for. No one does. Maybe they do. I can't Bizarre, wait to play yeah. Crash Bandicoot Remastered on the PS4. In 8K. <laughs> 8K, 500 frames per second. Yeah. Replaying Crash it's, Bandicoot. It's bizarre. It didn't work for you before, Sony. It won't work now. Most people do not want to pay $600 for a video game console. It's too much. It is too much. I agree. Absolutely. All right. I mean, on the flip on. side of that, Nintendo yeah. uh, releasing yeah. Yeah. the Switch Lite. 
Switch Lite. So they announced uh, a portable-only be... Switch Lite arriving in September. Huh. No dock, no Joy-Cons, no kickstand. No, no dock, yeah. Impossible is purely handheld. Uh, no dock, no HD rumble, uh, and if, no Joy-Cons, detachable Joy-Cons. Um, yeah, this is uh, this uh, makes sense as a move. Yeah. Nintendo. It's definitely not aimed at us, although there no, are rumours a Switch Pro will come out. Maybe we'll have a look at that. Um, yeah, like, yeah. It's going to have a better battery life as well. Um, I think it's a good it, step in it the right ma- It makes a lot of sense. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who would like a Switch, who maybe would like it to be a bit cheaper and don't care so much about playing at home. I mean, my girlfriend least, never plays it on the TV. Yeah, or at least care. Um, don't care $100 worth about playing on the big TV. So with this... I mean, it's still called the Switch, even though it cannot yeah, switch. Yeah, that, that, that's a branding, the branding thing, because it's called a Switch. It can't switch, but obviously people know the name Switch. So, what what about games that do not work on it? Uh, there are a few games. It's mostly like party type games. Yeah, uh, like Mario Party One Two Switch won't work. I imagine Just Dance won't work with it. Um, yeah, could you imagine? Um, so, yeah. what's um, what's curious is that you can't buy more Joy Cons to attach to it. No, you can buy more Joy Cons. Can you? They can still oh. they can still connect to it. They just won't obviously won't can, attach but, to it. But it won't. You still won't be able to play a party game. But because there's no kickstand, so I don't know why you would buy more Joy Cons because you can't. Oh, okay. like, it's not like you can stand it up to play it with the Joy Cons. You could separate. you could fashion your own stand, I suppose. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. yeah really okay. Odd. Um, but I yeah, don't know why you buy more Joy Cons for it. But yeah. Okay. But yeah, there are so some games you can't play the party type games, but but most I games. I figured can. they would do this ahead of Pokemon. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense as well. Um, yeah, just because I mean they've got sword and shield versions, don't they? Yeah, so they've got a special yeah. sword, and, sword and shield version with the legendary um, Pokemon on the back and the trans flag on the front. Yeah, uh, the uh, yes, color, exactly. of the trans Nintendo flag. trans rights. Trans Nintendo rights. says trans uh, rights. Um, I, well, yeah. I couldn't work out if it was a trans so flag or we. a bisexual flag because they're both very similar, just different shades of pink. But it's, yeah, but it's one of it's, them. Anyway, it's it makes a lot of as you said, it makes a lot of sense. People want to play about Pokemon. Probably will be a big system seller. And uh, maybe they don't want, they don't care so much about the other games. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not for me. I like being able to play on my TV sometimes. Yeah. I mean, that's all. I mean, we we own a Switch. I don't need a Switch with less functionality unless I was so like decadent. I'd be like, this is my going outside Switch. Although again, I primarily do play portable because some of those games yeah. don't look great on the big TV. Yeah, but we need. So um, I'm, I'll wait and see what the Switch Pro is if it come if it gets announced. Rumors are being uh, that- holiday next year. Um, I'll probably okay. go for that to be honest. After three years of the Switch, I don't mind upgrading up at that point in time. Yeah, it depends what um what it actually offers in terms of functionality. If I could play Breath of the Wild without any frame drops, that'd be pretty nice. Mm. Or like a constant 1080p rather than the 900p it is on the docked, that'd be nice. Yeah, maybe it'll be 10, interesting. Maybe a 1080p screen portable. You know, maybe it'd be like... inter- Yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see how a hypothetical Pro would work with the dock because the dock obviously has extra hardware in it that would. That in theory aids the switch, but in this case, will the switch internal hardware be doing more work, or will we have a pro dock? Well, the dock so. as it is currently doesn't actually have anything that it just it just is a charger essentially. No, but then... I think the dock has a bit of hardware in it. I th- I'm pretty sure it's just a charger. All right, well we have to. I can't. Re- I'm not going to break I th- it. I think my dock. I think it's just because it's um to when it when it's portable to keep the battery from overheating, they they lower the clocks and everything. So obviously oh, it needs okay. to be 720p. Then when it's Docked. They don't okay. need to worry about that, so they increase it. Um, yeah. Is what is uh, what I gather anyway. Anyway, the light makes a lot of sense. I think for maybe for parents as well who like my kids want to switch, 
but I'm not so keen on having these little controllers that detach and might get broken. This yeah. looks more solid. It's one piece of plastic. You know, it, lo- it looks a bit more like you could like batter that a bit more. It looks and nice. It, it, I think it looks, it looks I like, nice. I like the good. colors. Um, I mean, the two, the I mean, presumably I, the two DS did well. I think. Yes. It so, did. but so I, this is the same move, and I think again with a two DS, parents were like, oh, I'm not sure about a hinge on that three DS might get broken. Oh, it's just one solid piece. 2DS, yeah. like a kid, you give that to a kid, and it'd probably be a lot more durable. Absolutely. Similarly with the Switch, yeah, and it's, it's cheaper inter- as well. Interesting move. Um, well, I'm yeah. sure it'll work out for them, especially very sensible. This end yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, still on <laughs> Nintendo Game Freak, who obviously do the Pokemon games. Um, uh, going to they they're saying that they prioritize original game projects over Pokemon. They're, they're as a developer, they're trying to create something as exciting as Pokemon. So their prioritization is now is is on their original games rather than on Pokemon, which is interesting. I think sounds good. I'm sure Pokemon will still get more games. Yeah, I'm sure. Worry. I'm sure Pokemon will as well. But I mean, it's interesting that they came out and said this while people are sort of angry at them for a quote unquote being <laughs> lazy with the Pokemon game. Like it's sort of just uh, stay mad. Uh, if you're freak. if if, if if you're trying to make reassure people that you're putting as much effort as you can into the Pokemon games, maybe don't go and say, but our focus nah. is elsewhere. Now, I like this move. Game I like it as well. I'm and you know it. what? We're not giving you all the Pokemon the game, and we don't even care that much about Pokemon. <laughs> you know, it's, it's on the back burner. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, I suppose it's getting to a point where they want to have their own original IP that yeah. isn't owned partly by the Pokemon company, yeah. isn't owned partly by Nintendo. I mean, Game Freak have released games on PS4 and PC which is just mm. interesting it's quite interesting to me that they, the company is sort of typically held as being this Nintendo company of making Pokemon do release games elsewhere? Where's Pokemon Conquest 2 you frauds? Yeah focus on that <laughs> I'd like to see that <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's just a small thing that I thought was quite interesting um, I'm not gonna. I was gonna go into the. I want to go into it. Okay, the Mordal toxicity. Have you heard about Mordal? Who is this? The Yogscast guy? No, Mordal oh, is fuck. a. There's um, another guy who's been. Yeah. No, Mordal is a game. Oh, okay. Uh, so Mordal is a like a sword fighting game, like a like a hardcore sword fighting game where you like a multiplayer sword fighting game where you just fight other players, and it's got a lot of popularity in recent months, but. The community is upset because the developers aren't doing enough to keep it clean from racist and sexist language. Like, obviously, that happens a lot in online games, but in Mordow, it's almost oh, encouraged. You, you you cut out for a moment there, so um, I thought you said gamers are pissed off that Mordow is not doing enough racist and sexist language. I mean, they are also. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll get okay. to that. that. That's the other side uh, of it. I see. Um, but the, but people are upset that the, the, the developers aren't focusing enough on getting rid of this toxicity. So so what is more what is the game like? What is the game? It's a it's a it's a multiplayer sword fighting game. Okay. Um and it's got a lot of success especially in the Reddit communities where people are sort of fled to it. Um and they've not done enough to get rid of the rampant racism and sexism. Yeah. So basically their their community management is very poor. Yes. Or they, or they don't care. Or they don't care. There's a popular thread on the on their forums, their official forums, which they've said they're not going to be taken down. It's been going since 2017, and it's I can't I can't say it. 
It says post your and then the N word, but it's spelled with a K at the start, like knights mixed with that. Okay. It's like just pictures of your your character, basically. And then a lot of racism from there. And the title remained of that, and the developer's been like, that that forum's been around for a long time. You know, we we don't want to just... We want to let the community police themselves. I see. Which is the so what? So what? So, so what? That, so what that means is they don't care about uh, racist and sexist language, and indeed they, they just encourage it. Yeah. Let me read you the article from PC Gamer. Nobody expected Mordal to get this big, especially not the first-time developers who made it. What started as a janky fan fan project made for the competitive chivalry mid- medieval warfare community has become one of the best multiplayer hack and slashes on PC, and has sold more than a million copies. But for some players, what else fun combat has been tainted by a growing toxicity problem that sees racist, sexist, and homophobic slurs thrown around in both the in-game chat and the official forums, seemingly without repercussions. Um, when one question, when one player questions the racism in that thread's title I mentioned before, another responds, "You are gay." In other forums, a thread with that title may be deleted on site, but the Mordal devs don't have a problem with it or its contents. It's one of our longest and oldest threads, as well as among the most active threads on our forum, full of creative loadouts from our community, says Andrew Geach, speaking on behalf of the team. As for the title itself, we as a team don't find it racist or offensive, and considering the thread's content, we find it even less so. We do understand, however, that some people may interpret it as being racist or inappropriate if taken out of context. I see. Yeah. Um, Well, if they don't don't find it racist, I see no reason to... There's no to, to, to doubt them. So Why would think... I doubt the sincerity of it? <laughs> obviously, obviously, I'm jo- I'm joking. Yeah, of I'm... course. You think that there'd be a way to like report things like that in game? Like, let's say, let's say someone's going around calling everyone offensive names or whatever. You think you'd be able to just report them in game, right? But you can't. There's currently no way to directly report players in Mordial. Instead, you have to take a screenshot and send it to the developers on their official Discord. I see. You can vote to kick players during a match, but those votes often get lost in the heat of battle. They've also since said that they're going to be introducing... Um, so currently you can only play as a white man in the game. And they're going to be releasing women characters and people of colour characters to the game. Um, and players are upset about this. I see. Uh, they said that... The, the, which led the team saying that if they're going to add these people... They'd do it properly. We'd put the real work into it, not just a band-aid to appease people. We'd dedicate artist time to new scalps, new texturing. It might come along with a larger content patch so it's not just shoehorned in. But they would give the they would potentially give the option to disable characters that aren't white or male so that people yeah. wouldn't be upset. Interesting. So if you're playing the game, you can turn <laughs> off non-white, non-male characters so that you your your quote unquote historical accuracy isn't uh, uh, in any way, it's just right. bullshit. Yeah. Um. So, like, look. On the one hand, no. Actually, well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try and. I. You can. <laughs> imagine, like, first time developer game got a lot bigger than expected. Not quite sure how to handle a community this large. But on the other hand, fuck those guys. Yeah. Because they they've clearly not even like made they clearly are aiding and abetting this kind of behavior and they they don't care to try and police it yeah so in april a member of the triterion team confirmed plans for us this is so uh, since that this article came out they said oh we don't have any plans to disable the appearance of characters that aren't white and never did but then pc became into some more digging 
and realised they still they did have plans to do, to do this. So in April, a member of the team confirmed plans for a simple client-side toggle to let players disable a few more characters that were added to Mordale. This was partly to address the valid complaints that female characters would be unrealistic. I'm sure their in game their, is in a, their fantasy. I'm, I'm sure their game, game is a, a highly realistic representation of a very of medieval Scott. combat. Definitely. Um, I'm absolutely. I've, I've got no doubts about that at all. Um, just yeah, fucking... it's just. Uh, I mean, look. If you don't police your community, you will end up with what you get. And yeah. clearly, uh, the developers are um, are going after a certain type of player. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you've if you've listened to this. Or if you've read that article, uh, you can make your own decision about whether you think this is a game uh, you would like to play. You maybe this is a a niche game for hardcore gamers that could be on PS Five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe just the most niche hardcore game ever. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Sony, Sony, if you're listening, you pick this up. <laughs> sure, I'm sure it will fit in on your platform. <laughs> I'm trying to think what other news stories I want to pick here because um, I put a few down but we're running out of time. Uh, smoking in games. So there's been a big push recently in media to cut down on the smoking dep- depicted. Netflix has said that they're going to cut down on it after complaints about uh, Stranger Things Season 3. So okay. I don't know if you noticed in Stranger Things but some characters in that smoke a lot. But yeah, I, least, I mean people, people, people did, did smoke a lot in the Of course 80s. they did, yeah. But obviously, these are heroic characters that are depicted as smoking in sort of a casual sense. So, um, certain organisations have taken issue with that, and people are now looking to cut down on it in media. This also now goes across to video games, where Gears of War Five will eliminate all smoking depictions after concerns raised by Youth Anti Tobacco Org. This comes from Variety, where basically that really um, they've said that they're going to. This Rod Ferguson, studio head at the Coalition, said. I've seen firsthand the devastating impact of smoking. It's always been important for me to not use smoking as a narrative device, which is why we made the conscious choice to avoid highlighting or glorifying smoking in Gears 5 and throughout the Gears of War universe moving forward. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, sure. Makes sense. It does. I mean, smoking's obviously now being more and more looked down upon as as a society. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, yeah. Smoking is now... It, it, I mean, smoking is bad for your health. Yeah, it will will, will kill you, yeah. probably. Um, yeah, probably best not to encourage people to smoke. Yeah, and I think there's that sometimes you have um, media and games where the smoking is depicted as like a character trait, which can obviously have ne- can have negative connotations. Yeah. People and see, it, especially when when it sort of looks cool, you know. Yeah, this is this isn't like violence in video games or something. This is like where they're showing someone smoking and being like, "Look, isn't that cool?" This guy's a cool guy because he's. I mean, smoking. sometimes, sometimes they do that with violence as well. But yeah, it, it, I, I think people are less likely to go and. So smoking is much, cool. much, e- much easier to do. Exactly. Than, uh, yeah. So I can see why what... people would want to cut down on this. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, it's it's tricky, isn't it? Because you can go with the whole like people can make their own decisions. Yeah, and but also like it depends what age, what age group, what age group it's gone for. Because obviously, if it's like an 18, then maybe we can have like. We don't have to worry so much. I know eighteen-year-olds obviously are still very impressionable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, people are, but like, you know, if, if it's like a film for like adults and it's like rated as such, then maybe we don't have to worry so much about the smoking. But if it's aimed at like teenagers, then maybe we should think about yeah, not glorifying certain like smoking and stuff like that. Hideo Kojima is on the opposite opposite end of the spectrum, where his one of his characters played by Mads Mikkelsen in um, 
that new game he's making, Death Stranding, yeah. originally didn't smoke. But then he saw Mads Mikkelsen smoking in between takes, and he thought, that guy looks cool. So he made it so the character smokes in the game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, there's not legislation <laughs> about cool. this, is there? Because I don't it's think not. there's legislation. It's not there's, it's, it's, this is just like pressure groups. It's just the smoking people being like, you shouldn't have this in the game. And some people are like, oh, okay, I guess it would make us look bad. You know, so that's fine. I'm not so uh, I'm not, I'm not so it, worried right? about. I mean, you've got I'm not UK, worried about the cause uh, of smoking. The government really announced this week that they're looking to have smoking completely banned by 2030. Oh, really? In the UK, no tobacco at all? Wow. So, with the idea that people will be forced to either go across to vaping alternatives or quit completely. What do you think about that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, I I smoke occasionally. I do like smoking, even though I don't do it regularly because it will kill me. Yeah, but, but you know. Um, it's probably best for the health of everyone. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't really support any controlling of substances, but I'm, no, I'm of for course. like I'm for legalization of like all drugs, really, um, and stuff like that. I'm. I mean, obviously, to certain the, the drinking legal age is fine. Um, I don't. I'm not saying give it to children or whatever. But yeah, I'm, I, I don't. I don't really, give alcohol to children. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really support the banning of any substances like that. So I guess I wouldn't be in favor of a ban. Yeah. Uh, but that's. Yeah, there we go. I suppose you've also got... Th- it's, it's a tricky one, because smoking just categorically does just hurt people, more so than like other drugs do. I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't, but know, I don't, whatever. I don't do drugs. I'm, I'm pretty straight-edge. <laughs> you're, you're, you're straight-edge. I'm hashtag uh, straight-edge. <laughs> in regards to having it in games and films, yeah, I guess. It doesn't really matter. I mean, Disney it doesn't- announced like 10 years ago that they weren't going to have smoking in any of their films anymore. And I've not noticed. Yeah, like, yeah, like most most studios already do this. Yeah, they just haven't made like a big deal about it. And honestly, I've not noticed it. Yeah, and like obviously in like something like Stranger Things, yes, people smoked a lot in the eighties, but also it's a fantastical series about monsters and whatever. But also, if you didn't show it, it'd be like, yeah, yeah people. I don't people think, I don't think people would miss in the eighties. You know, we don't we don't show that all. Yeah, the time. I don't think people w- would miss it that much. It's it's a weird thing because people are like, oh, we can't get this is this is like um. What's the what's the term they use? This is this is what's the term that the the right wing people always use when things take, get taken out of stuff? Uh, it's political correctness gone mad. It's yes, for, forced diversity. Yeah, of that sort of stuff. Is this this is oh, it begins with a C, I think. Always bad. Whenever you know, whenever you want to think of a word, it just disappears. Okay, but um, this is anyway. Fine. I don't care that much. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I wonder what your thoughts were on it. Uh, I'm also just because of what we talked about last year, the last little <laughs> story, l- last week. Sorry, last I, week I hate to story. tell you, Cam. I'm actually a paid lobbyist for the tobacco industry. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to tell you about how smoking is great and should be in everything. <laughs> Go smoke a six pack today. I don't know how many cigarettes. Six <laughs> pack. <laughs> six cigarettes. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do a video feed where I'm just smoking all the time, <laughs> and I'm just coughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just not act, not acting like you are smoking. Just coughing occasionally. Just be like, like, because I can't yeah. handle it. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> last last news story. Then following what we talked about last podcast, uh, World of Warcraft Classic is now going to have French and German realms. Yeah. They heard us, okay, Scott. Sure. They heard my complaints. They have. They heard you. They got my I was letter. Fine with it. You whiny PC liberal. <laughs> Yeah, French and German. So now we'll have um, English, French, German, and Russian language servers on World of Warcraft Classic. That means the Spanish and Italian still got to find their own place, but at least the main 
the Bane languages. Listen. Shouldn't have lost. They shouldn't have lost for war, Ben. <laughs> Terrible. He doesn't mean that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the the bigger European languages that play the game are going to have their own servers, so we don't have to worry too much about picking the right server. But it does mean less less chance for um, misunderstanding larks, I guess, where we, language barrier mishaps. Oh, also, Cuphead's getting its own TV series. Oh yeah, no, we, we did want to talk about, about this. We did want to talk we about this. We have to say about this. How many? Oh, uh, how, how, have you got time? Yeah, that's fine. Sweet. I've got a bit of time. I got time as well. Cool. Okay, we're we're an hour and ten minutes in. Cuphead is getting its own Netflix TV series called The Cuphead Show, uh, also starring Mugman. Yep. What do you think about this? It's going to be okay. uh, so so we inspired we, by we classic animation this. styles yeah. of the 1930s. It's going to be produced produ- produced by the talented team at Netflix Animation. I could maybe argue that the Netflix animation team aren't super talented because some of those shows do look a little bit cheap. Yeah, but they had to also, they had to hire some talented people on, surely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've now got a Dragon Prince. Team. Dragon Prince was all right. Dragon um, Prince is real fucking good. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. Look, we, so obviously this is the early days. We don't know. We haven't seen a trailer. I don't know that much about it. My concern is Cuphead, the game, used the visual style of 1930s cartoons to create a fun. Game. It married it with the play of a kind of bullet hell boss rush shooter, and in that it elevated it from just being um, a derivative of a 1930s style to being its own thing, a different medium. Yep. Uh, so when you remove the game part and it's just an animated series, what stops it from just being a derivative of the 1930s cartoon style? Because may I remind, as I reminded you when we talked about it earlier, if you simply just ape a style of something that's old for the sake of it, you end up with Mrs. Brown Boys. Absolutely, I can I can see that. However, we haven't had. I mean, cartoons are a little bit different to something like Mrs. Brown's Boys, which is just garbage. Um, we haven't had something in this style in a long time. You know, like animation has taken a very different style these days, and a lot of it tends to look the same. So I think it can at least stand out and maybe do something new with that. Like, yeah, at least back in, well, back in the 1930s, well. obviously you had this style, and then when they got a new style, they very quickly moved on from it. So it, what it else be, could you it, explore in this style that hasn't already been? It done? will be nice to have a hand-drawn animated TV show that's not in, and it's not in the horrible Seth MacFarlane style that is exactly. like permeated. Yeah, uh, animation for adults as uh, is, is all made. Currently, like it seems to be made in that awful style. Now, yeah. uh, I'm. It's gonna look good. I should imagine uh, if it's made in the same way Cuphead was made. Um, it might be fun. I don't like. I said um, we don't know anything about the content. Um, we'll we'll see. I think that there's. I think they need to I do mean, something. They need to put a spin on it. I have issues with obviously things that, that do go back and just ape this style from 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 previous senses and just try to redo that. You know, if they're just redoing stuff yeah. that's done before, it's not necessary. Like I I saw some Tom and Jerry. Uh, in a, I was in a coffee shop the other day, uh, the other week when when I was in Vienna, um, and they were sh- just showing Tom and Jerry on the TV. And honestly, it could have been made yesterday. It, it still looked fluid. It still looked really good. And the only way I could tell it's from back in the day is because there were some racist caricatures. Exactly. You know. Um. So the idea of bringing this up to the modern day is interesting because because it shows that that style can still work, but also these cartoons, beyond the occasional racist caricatures have still aged really well, so they're going to have to actually do new stuff with it. Like, I'd mm. like to be able to watch yeah. this sort of stuff without seeing racism, without seeing... That would be nice. Without That'd seeing be the nice. politics of, those 90, of the 1930s. Like, imagine having a 1930s show in modern day 
without all of this this dated. Yeah. I there's an interesting methods. discussion about whether you know some of those character designs are inter- are intrinsically influenced by that racism. Potentially, you know, the yeah. Devil or the but then by doing this sort of but, thing, are they then taking ownership of it? Well, you know? well, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Would, uh, okay, what, you know, what is, sort of, is it theirs to take ownership of? What sort of show do you want it to? Would you see it being like? Obviously, it's done in his 1930s style, but that can't be it. You know, what we'll, sort of we'll show cup, are they actually we'll making? We'll Cuphead use a smartphone. We'll Cuphead sell his cup water to <laughs> to gamers. <laughs> to gamers. <laughs> yes, that's what that's what I want to see. Will yeah. they talk? Um, obviously, King Dice is going to be in it. The devil's going to be in it. They'll probably talk. Like King Dice absolutely has to talk. Will Will they have the weird, kind of poor quality audio dialogue that they had in those nineteen thirties cartoons? They did in the game. Uh, they did exactly, but that's just a few voice clips. That yeah. wasn't, you know, uh, if they're going. Well, you know what I would really like to see. I think it'd be really cool if you just did a silent, like not silent as in completely silent, but like no dialogue. Tom, Tom did- and Jerry style. Yeah, just did that, just or yelps. you had like some, yeah, or you have some like intertitles or something like that. I think that would be, um, that would be really interesting. You could have some side characters dialogue. talking, but maybe have the main ones yeah. stay silent. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and also, go on. Also, Cuphead, the actual narrative in Cuphead isn't very much there. You know, it's kind of bare bones. I don't know how they're gonna feel. Like, a, what kind of plot are they gonna have? Is it gonna be like, a, sure, presumably it'll be like a comedy, right? I see it as kind being them comedy. on little adventures. And the devil's constantly trying to get their soul. Like the devil's the villain that keeps popping up, like a wily coyote okay. type, to their roadrunner trying to steal their soul. Yeah, I could see that being like like part of it, you know. But then also you've got all these different bosses and things. So maybe I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just they're they're going about their everyday life. The devil sends a boss after them. They gotta like interact with that boss, and you get sort of wacky hijinks, Tom and Jerry style. Maybe like Steamboat Willie. Who knows? Um. I would actually like to see the characters voiced. I would like to see Cuphead voiced by Michael Sarah, And I would like to see Mugman voiced by Morgan Freeman. <laughs> well, I don't know about this, Cuphead. Back in our day, we we, we struggled and we, we dealt with difficult okay. times. Very good. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Oh, gee, Mugman. <laughs> I don't know about this. Let's go. That's that's a terrible Michael Sarah impression, but you know you get you get what I'm going at here. Uh, that's what I want to see, and then I want to see uh, King Dice voiced by Jack Black. That's my cast. I see. That's my cast sword. All right. The devil. Right, the devil's cool. voiced by uh, resurrected Margaret Thatcher. Give me a question of a week. Okay, we've actually got a few questions this week because I went uh, out this... to Instagram for it. Okay, so we got real real uh, questions. Tell us, their na- tell, tell us their names and the town that they live in. I... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doxing them. <laughs> Let's give a, a first name. A first name. <laughs> the first one is from another guy called Callum. Um, Callum, and he lives in. Um, okay. He says, "Where will the future of games take us in the next ten years?" Like, obviously, we've got a lot of focus on VR and stuff now. So, where do you see maybe the next ten years going for games? Is it just going to be more graphic, in, like increasing graphics? I think VR. I think VR won't take off. Uh, it hasn't taken off. I think um, probably is more like mainstreaming. I mean, if you're talking about like the AAA game industry, I'm not too, too optimistic. I think it will get the current state of like these microtransaction live service like games. I think it'll get worse before it gets better. Uh, probably. But I think at some point the bottom's going to fall out of that market and we might see some big changes in kind of what companies are making. 
and who like lives and who what companies survive and what don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna say we're gonna see more, or oh, sorry, less regular releases of games and more games that become like this is the definitive of that game that we're just gonna keep adding to. Yeah, exactly. The live service model will continue, and I don't like it. I think it'll get bigger. You know, I, th- I think yeah, it, totally it will get wor- it will get worse before it gets better. Like next, let's say next Nintendo console, you've got a Mario Maker that becomes the Mario Maker, and they just add it, keep added onto that. They got a Splatoon that's just the Splatoon that they keep adding onto maybe. that, and also Smash Brothers. You know, Smash Brothers Ultimate. We've made the argument that maybe that is just going to be a thing that they keep adding to. You know, I could see that being across all companies, where uh, apart from the odd like single player experience game where you've got like like a God of War, say, or a Zelda. You're going to have these games that just keep get adding, getting added onto, which are designed to be played over and over and over. There'll be some good indie games. The future is niche hardcore audiences, as we all know. <laughs> okay, next question. Um, this comes from Liam uh, in Yeovil. What is the best of all the games? Uh, the best game is Empire Strikes Back for the Atari because it's got a TIE fighter on the front. <laughs> okay. Uh the best game is Super Mario 64 because when I was 10 <laughs> years old, I'm well, probably less than 10 years old, probably when I was 7 years old, um I couldn't get past the first boss because it scared me. That's a true story. Cool. I couldn't Good. complete the first boss until years King later. Bob-omb. King Bob Bomb yeah. scared me. Couldn't do it. I cried. Nice. I I I actually I think I might have actually beaten it, but I beat it while screaming and crying. All right. The best game <laughs> My earlier <laughs> screaming and crying. Yeah. There's the the earliest gaming memory I have is playing video games on my uncle's PC in like I must be in like four or something. So this is like ninety ninety five. Okay. And he had like an old one of those old PCs and we play games. And I remember there's a game where it was pirates. Um I don't know if it was Sid Mayor's Pirates or what, but I remember you would get into fights with pirates and there's a sound effect. They go, Oi! Oi! <laughs> And that's that's the best game because they go oi. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question is from Rosanna in Rock? No, New York, somewhere. Um, New York, New York, or New York State? America. Uh, in in to, America, it's okay. near, near New York. Rochdale, New that's York. That's the one. Rochdale, New York. Um, she says, "Have you played Rochester? Okay. Rochester, maybe I don't. Yeah, Rochester. I think that's right. Okay. Have you played?" Danganronpa yet? Uh, did I talk about Danganronpa on this podcast? Maybe. Have you played it? Uh, I've not, but someone recommended it to me as like a less good Phoenix Wright. <laughs> so that was their pitch. But it was what a less it? good Phoenix Wright. I, I think she, it, she recommended it to me like, before. But it's I... one of those like visual novel Phoenix Wrighty type games. Oh, okay. Where you're like, you're deserving. But I've heard there's some good plot twists. Uh, I think it's available pretty cheap now, so I think it's a pretty low investment. If Maybe we should both give it a go and talk about it you want to give, in a podcast me, I'm going to open up Steam right now. Give me another question. Okay. Uh, I've also not played it yet, but I will do eventually. She also has a follow-up question of have you played the Undertale True Pacifist route? Uh, yes, but not completed it. Undertale's a pretty good game. I should probably go back to that. It's real good, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. Um, Rebecca from Manchester asks, how does one play a game exactly? That's pretty deep. How does one play a game exactly? What, well, what are your thoughts? What, what it... What is to play? Exactly. Play the... is a, a light-hearted exercise. It's to lose oneself. It's to have fun. It's to forget the worries of the world for a brief moment and consume yourself. Okay, that's and... what it is. But how do you do that? 
how what you do. A game is like a dialogue with yourself. You're, where... just, you're just saying what Webster's <laughs> Dictionary describes playing as. What, what, what's your romper. answer? What's your By answer? You, um, uh, push button. <laughs> push the button. Or do you, do you say push the button? Uh, push the button. <laughs> push the button. Okay, there you go. That's how you do it, Rebecca. You push the button and then the game goes. And then final question comes from Lee, also from Manchester. Is there a critically acclaimed game that you just didn't enjoy at all? For him, it was The Last of Us. What are your thoughts on that, Scott? Critically acclaimed game that you didn't enjoy at all. Oh, fucking hell. Danganronpa V3. £31? That's too much. What? All right. Danganronpa... You can get the first one yeah. for £15 on Steam. That's still a lot to just a try bit, a game. Bit much. Bit, bit dear, mate. Bit dear. Yeah. If you want us to play... Who's Susie? Who, Ro- did she Rosanna. Say, oh, Rosanna. Rosanna. If you want to play Danganronpa, uh, you've got to send it in. You've got to send it in. Um... <laughs> To uh, PO box, uh, we don't have a PO box. Nerdle geek, uh, <laughs> just just write Nerdle geek on the post, and they'll get it to us. Yeah, they'll sure. figure it out. Exactly. Uh, Scott, is there is there a um, highly acclaimed game that you just didn't like? Highly acclaimed. I'm trying critically to critically acclaimed. Uh, you go first. Let me I'm also think. trying to think of one. It's it's a tricky one. <laughs> uh, I mean, what games are highly acclaimed? Lots of games are highly acclaimed. Um. I also didn't finish The Last of Us, but I think I liked The Last of Us. I was wasn't hot on God of War. I enjoyed it, but I didn't like love it. But in terms of like in terms of the, games, I just didn't like. Sounds like all the Sony games are bad. <laughs> what well, it's I'm not. I usually find something from a game that I tend to enjoy. Oh, La Noir was boring as shit. I liked La Noir. You're wrong. <laughs> it is a bit boring, but I sort of like that boringness. Oh. Uh, Octopath Traveler. I've actually got a YouTube video up about that oh, exact yeah. thing. No, Octopath Traveler is a game that, like, a RPG that everyone loved last year, and I just really didn't like it, even though I like those classic RPGs. Uh, no, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. La Noire wasn't uh, terrible, but it was a game that I didn't. Everyone, when it got released, everyone was like, "It's like real life. All these actors are doing so well." I thought these are good actors, but they're not doing good performances. <laughs> As an autistic person who can't read people incredibly well, um, I can, I've got, I'm, I'm all right here because I've had to, I, I didn't learn I was autistic until like I was 23. So I've sort of learned how to read people. But Ellie Noir, which is a game focused on being able to read people's facial expressions, I couldn't do it. I had to just guess what, <laughs> they th- what I thought would be the right answer yeah. for a lot of it, which was frustrating. But, but this is a game where like, they spent so much money on this motion capture technology. They're like, we can capture every movement of the actor's face. And then they gave him terrible direction. Yeah. Like, all right. Now, when the detective talks to you, look like you're lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does that even look like? Yeah. Like, so uh, many people so... just looked to the side. And I was like, they're guilty. And it was like, nope, <laughs> they're completely fine. I was like, God damn it. Yeah, I think I was expecting them to be much more subtle than they were. See, I still couldn't read it, even though they, mm. they were apparently not being subtle. Yeah. Oh, well. Whatever. Okay, and, and you thought but you thought The Last of Us was terrible. I didn't think The Last of Us was terrible, um, I just never finished and... it. Which for <laughs> a 10-hour game isn't and... <laughs> actually that good. Yeah, okay. Uh, cool. And then Octopath Traveler, I really did oh, enjoy. Oh, I never got Uncharted. I never saw the attraction of Uncharted. I could understand that. I like them, but yeah, I could see it. So what you're saying is you I don't remember like watching, I remember, I remember 2009 or whatever, watching you playing Uncharted 3 and thinking, I don't, don't understand this. <laughs> Oh, Banjo Kazooie sucks. The end. 
Okay, um, cool. That's the end Goodbye. of the podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I've been Cal Doughty. I've been Scott Hunter. Hope you all get home safe. Good. I will no, kill the queen. Nothing's going to happen. I will kill her. This is not a joke. I will kill her. Oh shit! No, don't say that. <laughs> Sorry. What? Bye. Bye.